0: Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled, I'm Peter, that is Connor, and we are going to talk about Better Call Saul Season 3, Episode 6, it's called Off Brand, full spoilers for the episode as always, and this is actually a little bit earlier than we thought we were going to get this done, we thought we might not get till this till Wednesday, I mean admittedly it's still a lot later than we typically it, get but, our yeah, Saul review it's, up. it's
1: later than normal, but... but yeah. Better than than we'd planned.
0: Yes, uh, life life get in the way as well. So sometimes life finds a way. Sometimes it gets in the way. Um, yeah, I did a bit of
1: both tonight.
0: Yeah, that's true, 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 true. Uh, roller coaster. But anyway, so Saul episode six. Yeah, uh, I I think I want to start this by saying this is probably the most laid back and calm episode that we've had in a long time, and that's not a complaint. I actually think they've earned it. <laughs> I think after the last episode, which was the conclusion almost to a year and a half of story, it kind of earned a little bit of downtime where it just it reset the pieces and it's just like okay, where are we going from here? What,
1: what what's going on now? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what this was. You know, we, we often talk about the you know moving the pieces around the board. Yeah. This was well, we'll put them back in the starting place, but we'll do it on a new board.
0: He, kinda, yeah, yeah. Because obviously Saul's been suspended from law for twelve months. Uh, he's not allowed to do anything illegal in that time. If he does, it's like oh, done. Like, you know. Yeah. That's you done. You're debarred. And so he has to try and do something else for a year. Uh, there's a whole montage of him calling all of, his, uh, all of his clients and being like, yeah, I'm taking a sabbatical <laughs> for for a year. Uh, and again, we see more of him being a good people person and all the rest of it. And then he realises, oh crap, I've got like nine commercials airing over the next however many weeks, uh, which cost four grand. Uh, I'm not allowed to sell them. So he, he does this little workaround where he he offers to make commercials for people with his little camera crew that we've, you know, had established in the past season. And he's like, oh no, I'll give you the airtime for free, I'm selling you the making of the commercial.
1: Yeah, I think it works, because he's still the one using the airtime, he's just not using it for the same ad.
0: Yeah, there's there's no, in fact, because obviously the first time he uses it afterwards is he uses it for an ad to advertise that he can make commercials for people. Yeah, uh, and in fact, it gives us the end of the episode where it's not quite the birth of Saul Goodman because obviously we knew he used it before in the past. Because even even when Kim asks him about it, and she says Saul Goodman, it's like yeah, it's like Saul Goodman. Like you know, we heard that before in the flashback with his friend, but that's is
1: the, the, the public.
0: Yeah, that, this is Kim finding out about to. it. This is this is kind of the even the idea of it being used in a commercial because the first time we ever saw Saul in Breaking yeah. Bad, I'm sure was a a TV commercial. You know, you
1: better call Saul. Yeah, if it wasn't that, then it was one of the posters on the bench or something like that, maybe.
0: Yeah, we may have seen the, the billboard or whatever
1: first. Yeah, think, yeah, but
0: yeah, yeah, But the first time I'm sure we heard his voice was in a commercial. Are or at least sure? if it wasn't, it was like within the first episode of seeing him we saw that stuff. Yeah. So it almost feels... Even though he's got a fake goatee on and he's walking around like all the satellites being like, hey, you can be on TV. In fact, I find my favourite line of that entire thing when he's shown Kim. I, I, I loved the whole scene. I loved it he was nervous, he didn't want to show her it, and she was like sort of edging him on and it was this kind of like i was a little bit worried that at some point she was going to notice something that he was going to get into trouble for like he was yeah that's what i thought
1: was maybe the idea of using this name would have counted as you know against his his bar
0: and all all i could think was well no tons of people use stage names there's nothing illegal yeah yeah
1: yeah but but it was the way he was acting i was like is he allowed to do this yeah but no she
0: never said anything and so that was a little bit of tension for us but My favourite line of the whole scene might have been when Saul said, Oh, yeah, the guy at the station said he's never seen so many star wipes in a row. Do you
1: know what? I knew you were going to say that line because that is also my favourite line. (laughs) Oh, so good. Uh, A line of the show, right there. He's
0: he's not a man of. I don't know the story about the cobbler in season two, mate. Uh,
1: It's still up there, isn't it? Might take it. Squat cobbler.
0: uh, Squat cobbler. But well, that, that was kind of my favourite uh, line of the episode. So, yeah, so it's kind of resetting him. It's, and I'm still not sure what he's going to do for the next year. I think maybe the most important scene with him and Kim is where she's like, oh, yeah, we're going to have to sell it to get, you know, get a new place because we can't afford to have two of us here. You know, it's, it's not... And she's not even saying, like, oh, we can't do this again in a year when you're back up and running. She's just, you know, being practical. We have to get rid of Francesca. and
1: Yeah, yeah, but just because you can't bring
0: yeah. in the costs. And he, he turns and he says... No, we're not doing them, We're not giving this up. I will. We'll keep this up, and uh, you know. I think the line he gives at the end of the scene is, you know, when I don't shop with my half, that's when we can talk about getting rid of the place. And my heart kind of sank because I'm like, oh, this is going to be his debt because he's going to have to make up this money, and I feel like this is where he's going to end up doing something that he shouldn't.
1: Yeah, this is this is where he slides.
0: Yeah, and I slip in Jimmy, of course. That's that was an, It was an intentional.
1: Yeah choice of words. well good then, that.
0: good i appreciate that then yeah. um, i thought it was accidental
1: i uh, know it was it was intentional for once
0: and i just i'm like oh this is where he's going to fall down this is this is where he's he's, he's going to have to do something to make up this money and it's not going to yeah because she
1: she even asks uh where are you going to get this money from and mm-hmm. he just goes does it matter as long as i get it basically
0: yeah, so obviously we don't really know what's beyond this initial commercial uh, enterprise, but this this is more to break even with money he's already spent on commercials. This is not yeah. for future rent. So we'll see. We'll see what he gets up to in the next few episodes.
1: Can I also just say I love the conversations by that that frosted glass window. They they just look, I I would happily have every single conversation out there. So good.
0: <laughs> I'm just laughing because someone in the comments. Uh, Whenever we had that, that, that uh, yeah, the first yeah. talk about them standing out in the frosted glass window, complaining that we're arguing if it was frosted or clear glass, <laughs> uh, that really cracked me up.
1: I will say, though, I love that this time, the last time we got it, that the shot ended with the two of them stood there together. This mm. time she leaves and we get the shot of him on his own, and, and that's kind of it, isn't it? This is it. This is the start of him being on his own.
0: Yeah, I mean, and even if it's not, even if, you know, maybe he does get through this year, because we kept speculating that this whole tape was going to be the start of his downfall. And t- I mean technically I guess it kind of is because it led to this but m- maybe we'll be wrong again maybe in a year's time they will be a team again but I think it's just the idea that now he's on his own, like for the next year at the very least he's without her because they can't work together in the same yeah, way Absolutely. absolutely uh, so, no, it's interesting I-, I was actually thinking, can you just use the office for something else like, wh- whatever he's going to end up doing for the next year
1: I can see him sleeping there <laughs> It's quite. it's, it's quite a decent sized room
0: well, it's not the back of a nail salon.
1: Exactly. That's my point. It's, it's, you know, this is an upgrade.
0: But he likes with Kim, so, I mean, I mean he's got, he's got a nice now. place to go to. For, oh, for now. Just yeah,
1: when he has to pick between rent there or rent on the office, and he doesn't want to let the office go because, of, because he doesn't want to let Kim down. Also Pride, I think, at this point as well. That too. But he doesn't want to take away from her, you know, having her office.
0: Now, I will say, to sort of spiral us into Chuck, who uh, obviously, we don't open with it, but one of the, the scenes we get with him early on is uh, Rebecca's trying to get into the house, and he, he's hiding, he's, like, cowering in the corner, uh, which, you know, obviously it's a great moment just to see him like that. Not, not not out of, like, oh, I'm happy, he's miserable, just just in the sense that, just to see the weight of his own, sort of, problem hit him. Like if, yeah, for, he,
1: he's, he's broken, because he spent so yeah. many years believing this was a physical ailment, and now... He, he has to come to the reality yeah. that it's not, and he knows that, but he can't handle it.
0: But I just think because the pride of him, so like his pride, his hubris throughout all of this, is that he is the most mental, mentally capable person in the room to do his job, mm. and it's been taken from him, and that that is why he's, he's distraught. He's broken because he thought he was okay in that sense, and he's not, and it, it hurts him. But I want to talk about the scene with Rebecca when she comes to try and get Saul's help, and she comes and talks to him and Kim. That rhymed, I did not mean it to. Uh, and she, she comes around and she's like, Oh, you need to come help. Like, you know, okay, this has happened. We need to go and help him. He's still your brother. And Saul, and kind of like sympathetically from our point of view, says, Not anymore. He's not. No, I'm done. Done with that. Because we've seen him repeatedly go to help him and everything he's got in yeah. return. And I hate how good the writing is in this show. It's
1: fantastic that her response makes you go, Shit. Yeah.
0: Because Rebecca turns around and says, he's mentally ill, what is your excuse? And it's like, oh god, she's got a point.
1: <laughs> yeah, everything, everything of how awful he's been can kind of be excused because he is literally not in his right state of mind. He doesn't, to some extent, doesn't know quite what's going it, it on. It can
0: be excused to an extent. I, th- I think what can be excused is the, the situation he was in where he still had so much power and still had so much sway under his condition. And that's maybe yeah. other people's fault around him for not recognising what the condition was. But now that we've addressed, now that we've established no this is a mental illness he's not really allowed to be as completely mad at him anymore but at the same time I do sympathise with Jimmy because he has put him through absolute
1: yeah of course he is going to be mad he's experienced this he's the one who's got all the shit in the last couple of months (laughs) but at the same time she's right
0: yeah he's mentally ill what's your excuse that line it was like oh my god I hate you so much Rebecca you've just made me feel bad for how much I hated Chuck
1: I know I I hate you that's (laughs) It's so impressive that you know we've hated him for what, a year and a half. He
0: was a villain for for the last season and a half. Ever since we found out he was the one blocking Saul from getting the job, at yeah. HHM. Ever since then, he's been the villain, and all of a sudden, it's like, oh, you son of a
1: bitch! I know, I know, but and now we have to reconsider how evil he is, or if he like. It, it is now a question of is he actually evil, or or is he just? Not in full control of his, his mental capabilities, and he's just not there. I feel like part maybe of thinks, some of both.
0: I, I think the 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 way he, he treats Saul, his resentment towards him. I think part of that isn't just mental illness, because it seems like that was
1: already there. It's definitely come from somewhere, but yeah. this may have exacerbated it beyond you know any reasonable measure.
0: But then again, we look back, we see the flashbacks with him when Saul's having dinner with him and Rebecca, when he's helping in the last episode to try and hide these. These you know he's quote-unquote illness mm. like it doesn't like at least in those scenes we don't see much evidence of chuck feeling that way towards Saul. it feels like a i mean it, it could have been there but we never really seen it I, everything we've seen with him resenting him seems to be in uh, pres- uh, present day i, I agree
1: part. although i think it's worth knowing with a lot of mental illnesses it's possible that they they deteriorate over time they, they, they oh, of get course. worse
0: oh that's, that's kind of my so, point
1: it's, yeah so it doesn't mean he wasn't always evil and I'm, I'm kind
0: of I'm arguing against myself because I said that uh, <laughs> I think his resentments came from somewhere before but then again I don't think we've seen it in great detail before present day
1: no I think it was there to some degree but it's it's kind of festered and gotten worse uh, with this o-
0: obviously when we see him I think it was early season two maybe been season one when, when we see him come to the when to get Jimmy out of jail and yeah we, we see earlier yeah and we see we see how mad he is at him like so obviously there's some real stuff there when he was healthy but like, he has been like so vindictive in the present day timeline of the show
1: yeah.
0: that, uh, but now it's completely spun it on its head so as much as I'm saying this episode was less eventful and in a sense it was, it did give us some stuff to chew on that yeah, made yeah. us rethink everything we've been seeing recently so credit there uh, and I think I do kind of respect Chuck oh. in this episode to an extent I like that so he has that, that, that moment with the uh, with a Howard who comes by and shares the shares the was it whiskey or a brandy? It was whiskey. It was a whiskey,
1: and it's, it's, a, it's a lovely single malt scotch, I believe.
0: And I, I like the Howard's not a complete because I, I think that was another big thing in season one is but for a long a lot of the season we thought it was him that was being the dick and it turned out to be Chuck, and this was again a sense of, well even though he he was having some worries about Chuck and he has sort of firm just kind of got embarrassed in this year and he comes by and he's he tries to be a friend he tries to. Comfort him. He tries to make him feel better. It's like, look, Saul will probably mess up, and it'll be over anyway. Um, in the meantime, he's not, he's
1: not wrong, though, is he? No, he's, like, he's not, we're he's all right. thinking it.
0: But he's—he tries to be a friend. He tries to comfort him. He gives him a drink. He's—he makes sure he's okay. And actually, I was almost surprised when he arrived at the house. that he, There wasn't a moment because he, put, he puts his watch and the phone in the, you know, in the the post boxes he's been mm. doing. And I was almost surprised there wasn't a little moment of hesitation. Where he's like, "Do
1: I bother?" <laughs> Yeah, I think that's the thing though. He still respects it, it is, yeah. even if it's not a physical illness, it is a mental illness. Yeah. It's not something he's making up. He still feels the pain psychosomatically at the very least. And what I respected about
0: Chuck though was after that scene, we see him like now that he knows as as a logical man, he who wants to be of a sound mind and be capable of uh, being aware of his own situation, he's like. I need to fight this now. And he pulls yeah. out the batteries from the tape recorder and he tries to hold it just to see how long he can.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's something he's always done. When he thought it was physical, you know, he limited what he could in life. You know, he'd be put up the, the space blankets, whatever, mm-hmm. and got rid of electricity where he could. But if he had to do something, like go to the courtroom, he would. He, he'd make concessions as much as he could, but he would force himself to do it yeah. because he, he believed he could fight.
0: But I like the idea that now he knows this is mental. Like, it's kind of been proven to him that he's trying to fight it. He's actively trying to, like, okay, this is something I can win then because it's not a physical thing. Yeah. Uh, And obviously it leads to him actually wandering outside. And I loved how that was shot when he's going down the street and it's got that filter on it so all the light beams are all coming off the...
1: Yeah, the light just looks incredible, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, And the the way the light was bouncing off of his uh, reflective...
1: Blanket. it was really really bright as well like, as well as the light just you know having all the, the beams the thing. Mm. it was, actually felt like there was more light than normal and it was much brighter
0: yeah it was like a normal city street but they made it look like Vegas the way they were pumping all the yeah yeah the it was almost it. like
1: it was all neon wasn't it
0: yeah uh, and again it was like the, the close up that was sort of hazy and out of focus of the phone as he goes to pick it up as he tries to call the doctor and uh, like it's just the idea that he is now trying to fight to actually regain his like his past state, his, you know, his mm. respect, as it were. Um, and it, it does make me wonder, like, w- what is the interaction going to be like now between Chuck and Saul, if any? Like, are they on separate paths now until maybe one day they have to encounter each other for a reason?
1: It makes you wonder, say Chuck does eventually beat this, because, you know, like he's, he's a, a strong-willed man. We've seen that a mm. lot. And let's say he does overcome this. Does at some point he almost be grateful to jimmy for pointing this out if jimmy hadn't pointed this out as bad as it was he would never have even tried to have overcome it in this way
0: i don't think that joe i think is going to happen honestly again it's just speculation it's just a guess on my part but i i think chuck's going to fight it chuck's going to get better and he's going to be a fully functioning member of his law firm again he is going to beat this and he is going to by the end of the show be on his own two feet and have mm. fought it the right way the hard way and realised he's hubris, realised all his mistakes, and he's going to come through a better man. And I think it, as that happens, Saul's going to have his downfall.
1: Mm, and so I, they'll, they'll cross over, so to speak. Yeah,
0: and I think at the end of the show, I can almost see the scene in my head where, you know how in the courtroom last week where Chuck's just had his meltdown and Saul's standing there kind of victorious and Chuck feels defeated? I can see the almost opposite. Not in a courtroom necessarily, but just in spirit, in thematic yeah, spirit. Yeah. But I, I, I
1: think it might be interesting if Chuck's not like moral thinking. He oh, he's morally right. Look, look it's not like, but instead he'll be like pity he'll, him. He'll pity him.
0: Yeah. yeah, I think they'll be pity. I, th- I think Chuck will n- almost like it'll be it'll be like Saul proved him right, but he's going to feel bad that he didn't. He wasn't there to actually help him. Not like yeah, that he wasn't there to actually guide him. He may actually realise his own mistake and realise that he could have contributed to. Making Saul avoid his downfall.
1: Yeah, like he he realized, he'll realize that Saul could have been an upstanding member of the legal community. You know, helping the elderly. He was a as Kim points out in the hearing in, in this episode. He he's a, a good person for that community.
0: He's good and at it, and he is. It's almost like what, what what possible mischief can he even get up to in the elder, elderly lot? He's doing wills. He's doing stuff like that, and it's keeping exactly. him fairly straight and narrow He's not doing anything too dodgy.
1: Exactly, and Chuck will have to realize that. He has taken that person out of the the world and given them, some uh, and given them Saul, <laughs> essentially. And that will be a lot of that may be down to him by the end.
0: Yeah, I like that. Uh, Chuck actually makes him become Saul. It's it's had he just been a tried to be a good brother and not been this way. And again, part of it might just be due to a mental illness, and that's maybe a different. You know, obviously, it's it, not necessarily completely on his fault but like, the idea that Chuck Chuck not being there for him is what created what we know yeah. as Saul Goodman
1: and I definitely think at the end of the show you know if Chuck beats this and is a better person I think he'll feel guilty
0: yeah I, th- I think it'll be guilty yeah I, I, didn't, I didn't mean to imply that he'll feel like he's victorious I think it'll be I think it'll mirror what happened last week but there'll be a sympathy there'll be a yeah. this is kind of
1: my fault yeah definitely and yeah. The fact that they've made me go, I want Chuck to be this moral winner at the end <laughs> of the show after the past year and a half is goddamn incredible. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Again, we, we say this
0: all the time. We know he has to downfall, but I really don't want salty downfall. I want him to actually make it out okay. And yeah. that's... Yeah. yeah. Oh, dear. Um. So other stuff. we got one brief Mike scene. He's going to build a playground by the church. Yeah, uh, that, that was pretty much the scene uh, it, was, it was again it was just talking about how he was with his son and, uh, and that stuff it was, it was pretty straightforward it was just one little make thing just to keep up with where he is uh, obviously the other main kind of stuff that was going on uh, was with Nacho and we get the opening with Nacho where you know so and so comes in first guy fine yeah you're, you're fine your money for the week your your drug money's fine second guy comes in oh you're a bit short and he kind of lets him away with it he's like look make it up next week and then, of course, behind him, old Sal and is like, uh, who's, the, uh, who's the boss in this relationship? And he goes out and beats the shit out of him. Uh, and we see the very foreshadowing thing where he goes to his dad's place. His dad who does uh, fabrics and stuff like that. It's yeah, like, it's the sewing. Yeah. Uh, and he's sewing uh, there, and he's he's not paying attention, and he cuts his his hand. Which, by the way, him pulling that out of his skin was... That's well, great. Yeah. But it was all foreshadowing, because later on in the episode... Salamanca's like, yeah, I need, I need a new legitimate place to funnel my, uh to, you know, to smuggle the drugs into the into the country. And he's basically insisting, oh, no, your dad's shop, that, that'll, that'll be perfect. Mm. And that tries to talk him out of it. But he's like, no, no, you'll teach him, you'll teach him the ways of the of our business. Uh, and it's put him in this really tough place where his worlds are going to collide. And you can tell he really doesn't want that.
1: Yeah, I may have been a little bit hasty two weeks ago. Uh, I suggested it'll be Gus that you know causes Hector's stroke. Oh, you think it's going to be I, Nacho? I think it'll be Nacho, perhaps in cooperation with Gus. Like they'll do I it for the same reason. But they did that shot of his pill, uh, Hector's pills, and it dropping, and Nacho being so aware.
0: Yeah, because he hates with he's stroke.
1: And he, yeah, and he has the access to this now and the knowledge. So I can see him being the one to you know do something to his medication, yeah. keep his to keep his dad out of it.
0: Yeah, no, I can see that, and it's a relatively noble reason as well. He doesn't because his dad's an innocent, law-abiding citizen who mm-hmm. has a proper business who doesn't get into this stuff. It's kind of this whole thief, thief with a heart of gold kind of mentality. Where yeah, it's like, I mean,
1: even in this scene, he he doesn't really want to beat up this guy. No, yeah. he's just like Ugh, okay, uh, so as I have to, because he has no choice, but he doesn't want to.
0: Yeah, no. So I, th- I think obviously that was well enough, but we we also the other side of that is that he goes to pick up the stuff that. Uh, you know, the lost Polish truck is smuggled in and, you know, he tries to take an extra extra bag of drugs and Victor pulls out his gun and they have to phone Gus. Uh, and it's just more of a power play kind of thing. But Gus is like, no, let him take it because we have plans. <laughs> this is all just... <laughs> big, Bigger fish to worry about. Yeah. And, of course, we see where uh, Gus says It's a nice little reveal that he's actually in the, the the industrial location that they use in Breaking Bad for the cooking the meth. Yeah, uh, the, a the cool laundromat, reel. right? Yeah, yeah. And he, he's, like, buying it. Uh, yeah. Or he's looking at it and considering buying it. And then he goes in the car and then it's like, oh, here's another character from Breaking Bad. There's Lydia out of nowhere.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't expecting that.
0: I was not expecting that either. But they've done a really neat job of introducing them slowly. Um, Yeah.
1: There was no, here's everyone at once. It was, here they are when they're relevant.
0: Yeah. I will say this. The only thing about that though is that I feel like a lot of these characters do mean obviously a lot more if you've seen Breaking Bad. Mm. Uh, because they give them all these nice entrances where they're, like, these really like, if you've seen Ricky Bass, like, oh, this is a uh, person and I'm sure it works if you haven't it's yeah, just like, yeah, who is this new person
1: extent.
0: Yeah, but it, it works really well in that sense, uh, so, that, so that's setting up that of course and it'll be interesting to see what what the Gus and possibly Gus slash Nacho team up might be down mm. the line how mate, how mate figures into it
1: I because uh, obviously Mike has a relationship with Nacho as well, so I can see Mike being the, the middleman between mm. the two of them
0: yeah, like somehow making that will get talking about it, and it will give Mike the idea to.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe.
0: Yeah. Not not not, not the making natural go out for coffee on a Sunday morning. Or no, like but, that, we, but
1: yeah, we've seen that they they may meet up when it's relevant, and we can see, I can see it happening again.
0: And there, and there's a mutual respect there. I think, but we've seen that in the past. Definitely. Well, there's that that kind of awkward where one of us may have to do something because of the situation we're in, but there's this understanding of what each other's thinking, what each other's doing. Yeah,
1: they'll do it if they have to, but neither of them actively want to do it to the other. Yeah. No. Yeah. Ah, uh, so that was the episode. <laughs> um, it, it's a credit to this episode that I think it's possibly the weakest of the season in the sense that you know it, it kind of led up just just relaxed. It was relaxed, least exciting. And, and some, yeah. Yeah. But it was still a great episode.
0: It's still a great episode, and it it gave us a lot to chew on. We still we still went over twenty minutes talking about it easily. Yeah. Uh, so no. Uh, so yeah, we'll be back next week, of course. With episode 7, we are in the second half of the season, so we'll see how it how it's setting things up. Uh, so let us know what you thought of the episode in the comments below. Like, subscribe, all that stuff you want to help us out, because it does. You can also help us out one bit more by going over to patreon.com slash TV and seeing what some of the bonuses you can get over there for helping us out. Uh, but that's us, guys. So guys on Twitter, mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates. Individual Twitters are on the screen. Thank you once again for watching. Have you got any vanilla? <laughs>